This episode of Briefly is brought to you by Hammett Sound. Hammett Sound is a Baton Rouge audio production and acoustics company specializing in high-quality audio experiences for listeners everywhere. Whether you're in need of recording services, custom audio production, an acoustic assessment, or live performance assistance, Hammett Sound has the background and expertise to create crisp, clear audio experiences for you and your audience. To learn more, go to HammettSound.com. That's H-A-M-M-A-T-T Sound.com. In this episode, I sat down with Jeff English. Jeff is a copywriter based out of Baton Rouge. We had a great talk about the industry itself, what it means to be a one-man show, what it means to be a copywriter in this industry. As a copywriter myself, it was really awesome to hear a professional doing this for so many years um, and his take on the future of the industry. So I hope you enjoy and let us know what you think. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Glad to be here. Well, uh, I want to just jump right into your background and your story. So if you can, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from. What's your story? You said I graduated from LSU in advertising and went out and ended up getting an internship at Odie White & Associates, a local agency here. And that led to a, a job. I worked there for about six years or so and then moved on to DSI, which is not an agency anymore, but they're very, very design focused. So I got to learn a, a very different side of the industry, a lot more about printing, a lot more about branding and, and design. That agency went belly up and then <laughs> I moved to X-Force, which is now X-Design, great agency in Baton Rouge. Worked there for about a year and a half and then I started getting some freelance work and ended up deciding, wow, I think I have enough freelance work that I could actually go out on my own. So I went out on my own. It's been 15 years now, which is kind of amazing awesome. to me. I kind of fly under the radar, do work for both agencies. I have a few clients that are my own. I do work for marketing departments and have just done enough good work over the years that a word of mouth is really strong and I've been, you know, keep it on. That's awesome. So. To have all these referrals coming in is really impressive. If you could just walk us through, say we started a, a project with someone today, mm-hmm. what would be you know, your process as a freelance copywriter in this world? How do you start your projects with clients? Well, I have a wide variety of work. I know a little bit about a lot of different things. I get work from hospitals, from uh, nursery, from financial institutions. So always do a little bit of research beforehand. Make sure that you understand the product or service that you're going to be writing for. And then usually I ask questions. We get on the phone or meet with them in person, learn a little bit about what they want to communicate, what they want to say about themselves or their product or their service. And then we have to take into account, too, what's the voice of their brand? Are they conversational or do they want to be very professional? And then after listening, and listening is definitely key, you have to be sure to focus on what makes them different and how are you going to communicate that? What's their unique selling point? And then really, a lot of people make the mistake of bragging on themselves or writing about, you know, we can do this and we can do this. But really, you need to sell the benefits to the client. What's the need that the client, what's the pain point, and how are you going to solve their issues or what can you give them to help them enhance their life or make their life better with a product or, or service. That's awesome. I think listening is a huge key. That's a great Wait, takeaway. what did you say? Listening is a I'm great... Oh, no listening. <laughs> <laughs> but don't... 
That's a great point. I mean, I think that a lot of people jump into, okay, what do I offer as a service? And right. how can I just back this into whatever problem I'm trying to solve? But listening and offering a custom solution is something that I think is where true value comes into play and where mm-hmm. a lot of things are being commoditized in advertising mm-hmm. and design and communication in general. But I think being a consultant as you are, listening is a great skill and a great selling point too for clients. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with a client on a project, what are some do's and don'ts when collaborating? I know that as a freelancer, I'm sure you've seen a lot of different teams put together and you have a lot of different dynamics going on with mm-hmm. working with marketing teams or directly with clients. What are some of your words of wisdom or nuggets of wisdom that you found from the best way to collaborate? This may sound trite, but you know the golden rule of treating others how you want to be treated is definitely something that you should live by. And putting that into a client relationship, you want to meet deadlines. Make sure that you provide a quality product for me, proofread yeah. <laughs> your work, and then proofread it again. Read out loud. <laughs> exactly. Most of the time in working, I try to write something, reread it, and then put it away and then come back a day later if you can. And sometimes you read something and say, I wrote that? That yeah. doesn't really make sense. You know? yeah. So you have to really adapt to the specific client that you're dealing with. If I'm dealing with someone, Louisiana Nursery is somebody that I work with. They're good folk, kind of laid back. They're nursery people, so much more different in, in dealing with them as, say, someone that has an IT firm or someone that's in the financial arena, which is a different level. So I have a wide variety of clients and you know, making sure that you treat them the way that they need to be treated, but also just be able to communicate to them, not only the way that you communicate to the audience, but actually dealing with them as clients as well. Yeah, working with their systems and using mm-hmm. their language. So I want to move on to you as a professional and what you have learned and what your process is for getting new business. And part of this is we're all selling something, right? And mm-hmm. we're all trying to sell ourselves in some way. And as a freelancer, that's tough, right? Because I think you don't have a huge team behind you. You don't have right. a lot of things that agencies have, but there's a lot of pros and cons. So I want to get into how you position yourself. Obviously, you have a niche in copywriting, and that's very strong and appealing for people, especially as someone who's just missing one piece of the puzzle is mm-hmm. copywriting. What is your sales pitch? If you had to distill it down into like 10 words or less, how do you pitch yourself to either clients or other agencies? I would say experienced, versatile, strategic, creative communicator, and I'm easy to work with. Nice. To go into a little bit and expand upon each one of those. Uh, obviously, I've been blessed with working for a lot of good people over the years and learning a lot. I've learned a lot from myself in the last 15 years of going out and making some mistakes and learning from those mistakes. So being experienced and having written a lot of different things from, as I said, from healthcare to financial to getting to work with LSU, both from an educational standpoint, all the way to sports. So that's been good that I've been able to do a bunch of different things and Mm -hmm. and gain that experience. And then the versatility, I kind of covered that, but being able to write in a wide range and also in different mediums. I mean, from don't get to do as much radio or television anymore, things have changed, but also being able to write for social media, blogs, and the way that things are going now. Strategic, If you don't have a core strategy whenever you're writing something or understand the target audience, then you're not going to be able to help your client succeed. And then you have to be creative. Even in this day and age, there's so much media out there. And, you know, advertising has always been about trying to cut through the clutter and find creative ways, not just necessarily creative ideas, but creative ways to reach people. Problem solving. Yes. 
and then easy to work with. I mean, I was going to say fun, but <laughs> in this day and age, it still boils down to you want to work with fun people. I know I have vendors, you know, that may be a photographer or somebody. And if I'm going to spend a day on a photo shoot, I want to be there with somebody that I have fun with, that you enjoy their company rather than someone that, you know, you don't really know. So it's a lot about relationships and having fun while you're working. Yeah. Spend a lot of time at work. Exactly. Might as well do with people we like. <laughs> exactly. So every product is different and every deliverable is different. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different goals that you want to reach. But in general, do you have a way where you know either that's from the client or as a result of the project? How do you know when you've done your job well? They pay me. So, <laughs> no. Um, really, it's a unique situation with the work that I do. One, it is the client's happy. They let you know or they move on and things just kind of roll down the road. <laughs> I'm in a position a lot of times where I write something and then it just goes away. I never see the end product. I mean, you and I were just talking about me doing some work for walk-ons and writing a commercial and I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure they're going to show me, <laughs> but a lot of times there may be something that's written, especially if it's something that needs to be printed. I may never see it. And the client will say, oh, we never sent that to you? Yeah. Oh. You're the beginning of the state. Exactly. The of the process. Exactly. Exactly. I see a Word document. So, But it's very enjoyable to me whenever somebody does come back, whenever a client comes back later on and says, oh, wow, this was really helpful or our sales jumped up for this time period or we were able to get this information out to people and whatever it is. So that's good. And then there's, I had a really great year this year with LSU. They came to me to write the 125 seasons of LSU Fighting Tiger football, which is a 125 second video that spans the whole history. Oh, wow. And uh, I got to write that and they played in the stadium. It was oh, felt awesome. It was, it was very awesome. It was <laughs> a special thing for being a life, you know, graduate and then a lifelong LSU fan that went to the games with my dad whenever I was five years old. And to, yeah. I told him, somebody would have told me, the eight-year-old me in Tiger Stadium, that you're going to write a video that hundreds of thousands of people are going to see. Yeah. I would be like, what? Well, so, I just got chills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's, it's great. And then I have gotten to work on, a, you know, when LSU wore the uniforms this year, the different that, uniforms. So I cool. did that video for that, too, and worked with the guys over there. So, I know that. Awesome. So those are direct things where people see that and oh, say, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, just it. like you're saying right now. I saw it. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. So anyway. That's great. So in working with people, I keep going back to the freelance thing. I know there's a lot of qualities that make a good creative, whether it's a writer like yourself or a designer or a photographer, videographer. What do you regard as one of the more important qualities to have as a creative, whether it's someone that you're hiring or someone that you want to work alongside? Mm-hmm. Well, we touched on this earlier, really listening and trying to find a solution to that client's challenge. And in this business, you're dealing with two clients because you're dealing with the hospital or the company that you're working for, but you're also dealing with their target audience who that's the in-person that you're Consumer, writing for. Yeah. You have to kind of do double duty where you're making them happy and being easy to work with coming up with a unique solution to their challenge and then making sure that that plays out and it's communicated to their target audience. You know, one of the things that's interesting that I do and have a lot of experience with this is people don't really talk in a linear fashion when they're telling you about their business. They're like, you know, we started our business and we did this. And, oh, one of the things that we do really well is we do this and we have experts and we have quality products. And, you know, my dad in 1972, he told me this, you know, so they're all over the place in a conversation mm -hmm. and it's my job to take that. And, and a lot of creative people, video, photography, take that and make it into a story that mm -hmm. the end user or the person that you're the target audience can follow and say, ah, 
I get the idea. Right. I understand what they're talking Stilling about. Stilling it down. Yes. That's a great skill to have. One of the things that I've learned, too, as a creative is just clarity. Like you said, speaking in a linear fashion, but being very clear with other people and speaking your mind, being quick. I remember being a student or being right out of college, mm-hmm. spending a lot of time crafting the perfect email to someone mm-hmm. or making sure that uh, I worded things in a particular way, which is, which is good, but I realized that a lot of people just want to get straight to the point. A lot mm-hmm. of people just want to do good work and they trust you more than you think. It's just about being on time and, and speaking your mind and being direct with people. Very valuable. Less is more nowadays. It's a cliche statement, but it's true because people don't have time to read a lot. And some products or services warrant more detail. But if you can say something in a sentence, always better. So Yeah, it's harder to get things in a shorter format. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to move on to the, the industry itself. I talked a lot with my guests about the future of advertising. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that a previous guest of mine brought up was he had a very... I wouldn't say pessimistic, but a very negative view of, of just where the future of advertising mm-hmm. is going. Not necessarily just you know career-wise, but just mm-hmm. how it's evolving. And one of the things that we brought up was that it's being commoditized, that the value is shifting a little bit from having these hard skills, which are now being able to be easily, not shopped out for every situation, but are able to be subcontracted out to two people who are doing it for cheap, who can turnkey the stuff. Mm-hmm. There's platforms being created that are just do-it-yourself kind of stuff. What is your opinion on providing value and how we as marketers can continue to provide value in, in this age of things becoming consolidated and turnkey? Well, for me personally, I'm learning this. There's always going to be a need, I'm hoping, for at least the next 20 or 30 years, <laughs> that People will need to have things that are written (laughs) and written well. And I'm doing more blogs, more social media. You know, that's totally different too. Writing a Facebook post or deciding a little Instagram message versus writing a blog that might be more detailed. And I'm noticing too, you know, with agencies, uh, people are doing more video in-house. Agencies are not hiring production companies quite as much. And I think you have to explain the value sometimes. You know, I look at like, I mean, there's those logos that you can pay somebody $50 to do a logo out somewhere or it's a contest, yeah. or, you know, whatever. An Upwork or something. Exactly. And you'll get something, but I don't think you're going to get the quality, the background, the forethought, and then everything that goes behind that in terms of brand strategy and communicating that. And you're right. I mean, I think some people don't place a value on it, but I think you have to also explain the value a little bit more when you're selling. And we as marketers need to choose what clients you go after and people who do a appreciate that. And then make sure that you do a good job and give them a product that they can say, wow, this is, I'm glad I didn't pay the $50 for the really (laughs) bad logo. That's Yeah, right. I think it's about also adding those little surprises and little human touches Mm -hmm. to your work too. And as far as the customer experience for your clients, I think that a lot of times people are looking at advertising as just a set of deliverables Mm -hmm. and not necessarily as the business relationship that I think it used to be. And I think that consultancies are kind of tapping into is Mm -hmm. looking at your business as a holistic partner and being not just the yes man who delivers a certain product for you, but being your overall, like providing guidance Mm -hmm. and direction and being proactive. 
So I want to wrap this up with a question about up-and-coming marketers and creatives. A little background, I actually met Jeff by freelancing for him. I can't remember the name of the client, but it was a manufacturing company looking to do some service videos for their employees, mm -hmm. kind of training videos. And that was a great opportunity for me and something that I won't forget as I go through my career and have been given chances like that by a lot of different people. What is your advice for previous me? <laughs> what, what would you give advice to upcoming people who are either trying to get in the creative field or just in marketing, advertising in general, the new batch of communicators? What would you say to them? Well, be proactive. I mean, you obviously did that. You're doing well now, but you have to get experience somewhere. I know you mentioned you were in the Advertising Federation at LSU, and we crossed paths somehow you know, through, <laughs> through that. We can't, we can't quite remember exactly how that was, but you said yes whenever I said, hey, do you want to help out on this project? So definitely being proactive and trying to gain experience because you're in a very competitive field and every little bit of experience that you get is going to put you a leg up on the person that you're competing with for a job. And then, you know, if you're in the industry, get involved. Make sure you do charity work. I know here in Baton Rouge, we have Forum 35. You know, get involved in those organizations and meet a bunch of people and it's not really networking which sounds like you know kind of cheesy but <laughs> it's just making relationships with people both through advertising in your field as well as through organizations like forum 35 or ylc where you meet people that are accountants and doctors and lawyers and different work and then make sure you do a good job there are some people that get on a board and they don't do a very good job with the organization that they're volunteering for and people remember that. So even when it's volunteer work, always make sure you do a good job, put your best foot forward. People are watching. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And be nice, be fun to work with and make sure you do a good job and that experience just keeps kind of adding up. Yeah, so. that's great advice. I think that's something that... A lot of people, especially in the manship school at LSU, mm -hmm. are taught is you're learning in your classes, but getting those internships right. is crucial. And being involved in AdFed and getting those little gigs here and there that are just, you know, it may not even be a portfolio piece necessarily or anything that you can make money off of, but it's something that you learn from, everything you learn from. That's great advice. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you so All much, right. Jeff. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Briefly. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can check more in the blog post that I'm posting this in. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, let us know what you think of the podcast. Do you have any questions for Jeff or I? Thanks. Thanks.